Hey y'all, welcome to Phone Home, a guide to finding your way back home. Today we're talking all about dreams, lucid dreams, astral projection, extraterrestrial dreams, and dreams with relatives that have passed. I share some tips on how to lucid dream at the end of the episode, and also finally share two of my experiences with extraterrestrials. Well, this episode relates to our previous one about spiritual awakening because I feel like spiritual awakening is a form of waking up from the dream of our physical world, waking up from the dream that society has made up for us. Lucid dreaming, which I'll talk more about later, is similar because when we lucid dream, we're going from autopilot to manual. We are waking up within our dreams, which then allow us to manipulate and create what we want to experience. So whether we're awake or dreaming, both of these realms are allowing us to create our realities based on what we focus on. If we're focused on fear, which is the most common propaganda weapon that's taking place on the planet right now, then that's what will manifest in our realities. Focus on your dreams over the distractions. Amplify the beauty you wish to share with the world and release the fear. What really is your dream job or dream life? Why do we limit ourselves or don't think we deserve these things? Is it the fear of being disappointed? Are we thinking too much of the outcome or the future versus staying present? Will your dream job not make you the amount of money that society deems worthy or enough? Don't wait for others to shift and be the example. Claim the harmony you wish to cultivate in your life and trust that you are in the right place and in total alignment so that the answers and guidance you need can come through. This episode, I want to also take a moment to Send love to all of those out there who aren't getting their basic needs met. Water, electricity, food, love, protection, community, etc. All of these events, whether redistributions of power or planetary changes, deserve some more awareness and support from those who are privileged enough to even have positive energy and resources to share, their basic needs met, a community they can rely on, etc. Do whatever you can to support those on the planet right now, but don't feel guilty if you feel like you aren't doing enough. We're all in this together. Yes, that was a high school musical reference. Let's get started. Growing up, I usually didn't remember most of my dreams, only the nightmares. As I got older, my mom would sometimes tell me about the prophetic dreams she had in which she would be able to see a possibility of the future. Because we operate on multiple timelines that have an unlimited amount of possibilities, it's very possible something you dreamt may have happened on another timeline in your life. Some people are able to consciously shift to different timelines through something called reality shifting. Here's an example that happened to me recently. A few months ago, my partner and I were driving back from a family party around 2am and something strange happened. Because it's usually hard to find parking in our area after 8pm, we made the intention that there's a perfect parking spot waiting for us around our apartment. 
After we made this intention, we stop at a stoplight. Once we pulled up to it, and with no one else around, it goes from red, then to yellow, blinks twice, and then goes to green. We both were like, okay, that was kind of weird, but maybe the light just glitched for some reason. Once we drive up to our apartment to start looking for parking, we see an empty spot waiting for us right in front of our place. Sweet. Thanks, universe. We head inside, put our stuff away, and then I head to the kitchen. I notice that one of the windows in our kitchen is taped up. I'm like, okay, that's weird. I remember when we first moved into this place two years ago, most of the windows were taped because the previous tenant said that sometimes bugs would crawl through when it rained. This window in the kitchen is also one we open almost every day, so the fact that it had tape on it was kind of creepy. I ripped the tape off and realized that the tape wasn't sticky and it had dust on it. It was just like the tape I removed from the window when we first moved in two years ago. There was no way this tape was new and I'm still not too sure what happened here, but that was the first time I very obviously reality shifted for a parking spot. <laughs> so back to dreams. As I grew older and more interested in spirituality, my dreams started getting more and more vivid. There was one time when I was 19 that I had a dream a friend of mine was gonna have a baby with this guy she was friends with. And years later, she did. I even forgot about this. She was actually the one that sent me a screenshot of our conversation recently. And I'm sure many of you out there have had prophetic dreams like this. You know, dreams of teeth and then someone you know passes away. And another popular one is actually having dreams with people or ancestors that have passed away. I've had two dreams with spirits before. Strange thing is, they look human, but there's a feeling associated with them that I can't explain but it's very obvious that you're being visited by someone. There was one dream that I had last year that I can never forget, in which my grandfather visited me in a dream. I was in my mom's living room, and it was as if I was in an antique shop. There were figurines, old furniture, and what looked like a statue of my grandfather. Once I noticed him, he got up and started moving. As I stood up, I started to back away from him. I was so scared. I noticed that he didn't look like he did when he passed away, which is usually common when spirits visit you. He was wearing a suit and a nice hat. He asked for my mom, so I ran upstairs to grab her, and she was crying because she was scared to talk to him. I grabbed her hand, and we walked down the stairs together. Stairs are usually a symbol for traveling from one frequency or realm to another. He actually didn't say much to her other than please take care of your health and also your house looks tacky. After he said that, he actually turned into a Dominican lady, <laughs> which I understood to be my mom's spirit guide. And she said, have you opened George's crown yet? My mom said no, so the spirit guide told me to sit down on the steps so that she could do it herself. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> she grabbed a quartz crystal and slammed it against the stair railing. 
I heard a loud crack inside of my head. Everything went black. And then I saw a burst of colors. Okay, so how do we analyze our dreams? What does this all mean? When looking at analyzing any symbols, we want to think about our own experience with that symbol, its characteristics, and maybe even how others interact with it as well. Let's take a bee for example. A bee flies, vibrates, lives in community, creates honey, which is sweet, golden, medicinal. Growing up, my neighbor got a bee stuck in her ear, so that may impact how I analyze this symbol as well. If we get stung by a bee in a dream, maybe it's a wake-up call. Maybe you want to create something like honey that heals others, but you're lacking maybe the tools, or maybe you just need to ask those around you for help. Bee venom is also healing, so maybe the bee sting is a sign there's something you need to look at or heal from internally. So there's a lot of wisdom and possibilities hidden in our dreams. So take your time digesting what it all means because it really can mean so many different things. Looking back on this dream, I think it was the first time I really put awareness on my crown chakra. Maybe this is a sign that I had some kind of block here for some reason. This chakra is also connected to connecting with the divine and higher states of consciousness and learning. It's now the energy center I try to exercise the most. I believe when we astral project, lucid dream, or dream in general, our consciousness or awareness travels to all of these different places. So what's the difference between astral projection and lucid dreaming? Astral projection is a form of an out-of-body experience in which your consciousness leaves your physical body through a dream or your waking life and enters your astral body. Okay, wait, what's an astral body? Your astral body is part of your seven subtle bodies, or I like to see them as the seven layers of your aura. The seven layers of your aura are also connected to your seven chakras. So to break it down, we internally have seven main energy centers or chakras within our body. And externally, outside of our body, we have seven layers of our aura that are extended all around our body for about three feet. So the astral body layer is connected to the heart chakra or energy center. I believe they're connected because it's the fourth chakra, which is the halfway point in our energetic system, meaning it's the unifier or bridge of the physical and spiritual chakras. It's like the universe was like, you have to learn compassion, love, and forgiveness, which is connected to the heart chakra, in order to bridge both worlds, the physical and the spiritual. Also, when you're in your astral body, you're able to explore different realms more freely. So now what's lucid dreaming? So in my experience, lucid dreaming is when you're conscious, you're dreaming, and are able to control certain aspects of your dreams. Usually with astral projection and lucid dreaming, everything looks extremely HD, like you just brought up the sharpness level on a photo. Here's an example in which I lucid dreamed and then astral projected in the same dream. 
So in this dream, I'm in someone's house I used to date. I'm with my partner Boom, his sister Ot, and her husband Ron. So in this dream, I didn't think he was home, so I'm showing them around, and then eventually I tell them they can hang out in one of the bedrooms while I look around more. As I'm walking past the kitchen, I see this guy on his bed. So I'm shook, I run out the front door, and hide behind a bush in his front yard. Usually when I lucid dream, it's triggered by a symbol, certain emotion I experience while dreaming, or making eye contact with someone. It's pretty much anything that makes you think, wait, am I dreaming? Like for example, not wearing pants in public in a dream. So as I'm hiding behind this bush, I become lucid, probably because of my fear of getting caught. Everything looks really HD and beautiful at this point. The sun is setting and peering through some leaves on a tree branch. The wind feels soft. A neighbor or two walk by and look at me strangely. Feeling as though the simulation was looking back at me, I end up waking up. Once I fall back asleep, I enter the same house again, but now only Boom was waiting for me in that room. Ott and Ron were gone. I ended up telling Boom that I felt like we weren't supposed to be here. I remembered through a video I watched that when you astral project, you can walk through walls. So I gave him a hug and jumped through a wall with him, landing us in the front yard. I then told him to get on my back so that we could fly. I jump up and then we come back down. I jump up again and then we start flying. I've never had a flying dream, so I was like, whoa, this is so awesome, and I'm afraid of heights, so I end up letting Boom lead the way. He was in front of me now while holding my hand, and the wind was so soft and there were clouds all around us. I have a very vivid image of him looking back at me while we're flying through the clouds that I can really never forget. I was so glad that the first time I astral projected was with him or the image of him. As we flew higher and higher, my fear of heights kicked in and in no time, we were in space looking down at earth. I remember thinking, damn, this is my first time doing this and I'm in space. I'm like looking around, freaking out and Boom looks at me and he says, oh, let's keep on going higher and higher. Let's explore the higher dimensions. And I'm like, okay, girl, like lead the way. <laughs> we keep flying and everything zooms out so fast. And now I'm looking at different galaxies and mathematical equations. I'm like, ay Dios, where am I? Where is this boy taking me? At this point, I'm too scared to look at where I'm even going. So I close my eyes for the rest of the dream and hold on to Boom's hand. Once we get to the higher realms, he says, this is awesome, see, it wasn't so bad. Right when he said that, two small cold hands grabbed onto my arms and sent me flying back into my physical body. I woke up feeling like this was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. Even though I was pretty scared the whole time, I knew that the universe was throwing me in the deep end because I could handle it. I hope from these two dreams you can now see the similarities and differences in lucid dreaming and astral projection. Alright, the last kind of dream I want to talk about today are dreams that involve UFOs. There was a time that I had a lot of them, 
The strange thing is, I've never seen an extraterrestrial in my dreams. I've had dreams in which I felt like I was in a training program on a UFO, and I like to call them ships. I've done different tests in this training program, I've seen the inside of a ship, and sometimes they just randomly fly by in a dream. It was one pretty cool dream I had where I casually told Boom a ship was going to pick me up, like, see ya, my Uber's here. I went up to our roof to wait for them, but they instructed me to go to the park. I called this the 5D park because there were humans, other beings, and ships there. I don't think the humans could see anything other than a regular park, but for me there was a bunch of ships flying around, different kinds of otherworldly humanoids shooting lasers, and different kinds of energy towards each other. It was giving me major Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. I think these dreams were manifesting for me because I felt like I had connections to these beings, hence the name of this podcast. Maybe it was from a past life, maybe someone on my spiritual team was just trying to expose me to something I wanted to learn more about. These dreams not only led me to creating this podcast, but also my experience with an extraterrestrial and Joshua Tree four months ago. I've been kind of hesitant to telling this story, but y'all already know my life is weird, so here you go. Also disclaimer, before going to Joshua Tree, I had no idea who even Joshua was, and I didn't even know Joshua Tree had a history of UFO and ET sightings. April 2021, it's my first time in California, so I decided I wanted to explore as much of it as possible. Boom and I started in Mount Shasta, then drove to San Francisco, Santa Barbara, Joshua Tree, and ended in LA. Overall, such a magical trip full of synchronicities. While driving into Joshua Tree, we stopped by a crystal shop called Rainbow Stew. Here, I not only found some great crystals, but these spiritual art pieces called frequency generators. These frequency generators were channeled by the artists from higher realms, or beings, and each art piece had a different use. It was pretty much half art piece and half spiritual tool. I ended up getting two generators. One was called Keycard, Instructions to Enable Access to the Akashic Records. And the other one was Activation for Eternal Youth, Restores Frequencies or Regeneration for the Energetic Body. So one pretty much was for accessing higher realms and the other one was more for healing work. On our way to our Airbnb, I thought, dang, I kind of want to try these out tonight. So once we got to our Airbnb, we made dinner and ended up going outside to look at the stars. While looking up, I thought, wow, all of these stars, there must be a UFO up there somewhere. Not thinking much about the intention I just put out to the universe, I started getting a strong urge to Palo Santo the place. While clearing the space, I started getting words downloaded to me. It was kind of as if my guides wanted me to clear and protect this space in a certain way. After dinner, Boom and I put both of the generators on the dresser in our room. And while they were facing us, I started sending Reiki to both of us, starting with our heads and going all the way down to our toes over and over again. These things didn't come with instructions, so I'm like, well, this is the only way that I am thinking that I can activate them. 
After a few minutes of channeling energy through my body and out of my hands, I started feeling like our auras became electric. It was like being close to maybe an electric fence. In our physical bodies, it didn't feel painful or unsafe. I just felt like I could really feel some kind of electricity coming off of our auras for some reason. Shortly after this, I heard a Darth Vader-like voice outside of our Airbnb. It sounded like someone was breathing through a tube like, like very weird. It was just so strange. So Boom and I look at each other and we're both like frozen with fear. Neither of us have ever even seen a ghost, let alone come in contact with an ET. And I just felt like my body quickly went into flight or fight mode. I felt like my hearing was more sensitive. I felt like I could feel a presence watching us. Nothing about this felt human. It felt like this being's energy was surrounding our place and the energy it was giving off felt very otherworldly. I felt like the space police was outside of our door, to be honest. Like, y'all channeling too much energy in here. W what y'all doing? Shortly after, the sound stopped and the being left. But later around 1am, we started hearing a loud banging noise. As if something was being picked up and dropped. We were in the middle of the desert, so I don't think anyone would be doing construction at 1am. I kind of interpreted this as maybe something trying to get through our energy field that we created while clearing and protecting the space, but it could well be something else because the loud banging sounds started again the next day at the exact same time. I mentioned this in a past episode, but on our drive out of Joshua Tree, I think I maybe saw a ship, plane, blimp, something, following our car slightly above the mountains across from us. It honestly could have been anything. A month after getting back from Joshua Tree, I started looking into these generators I bought and eventually booked an intuitive reading with the artist. During our session, I told her about my experience with using her generators in Joshua Tree and asked her, do you know what kind of being this was? Was this a positive or negative being? She said, I don't know what kind of being this was, but it wasn't a being of light. If it was a being of light, you wouldn't have felt intense fear or that you were in danger. I told Boom this and he was like, see, I told you. I honestly wasn't sure about the experience. I wasn't sure if it was positive or a negative thing. This has never happened to us before. The following month, I ended up seeing my first physical ET or some kind of being in general. One night, Boom and I were holding hands while dozing off and I had the random thought to send Reiki to his hand. Eventually, I fell asleep and in the middle of the night, I woke up and standing in our room by our window was a short four foot being. It was skinny and had an interesting shaped head. Immediately shook, I threw the covers over my head, which I thought was, you know, a pretty level-headed response. I think most people would have maybe screamed and ran out of their house. But again, I feel like the universe puts me in these situations because I can somewhat handle it for some reason. I eventually looked around my room and it was gone. 
The similarity with this experience and my Joshua Tree experience was that both of these occurrences happened when Boom and I did energy work. The difference here is that I didn't feel scared when I saw this being in my room. I was just caught off guard, like the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes was this little being with a pointy head. I read that many people also have similar experiences while in a hypnagogic state, so it could well be in our minds or a way to see through different veils of our world. So to end this episode, I want to give you all some tips that I've learned about dreaming through my own experiences, but also there's a lot of great tips and exercises in the book called Lucid Dreaming by Claire R. Johnson who's a doctor who studied lucid dreaming for most of her life. First, some things you can try before going to sleep to induce a lucid dream are going to bed hungry, setting an alarm for 3 a.m., or drinking a lot of water before going to bed, wearing an eye mask, and sleeping in a different room or environment. You can also tell yourself or the universe that whenever there's a certain object on your nightstand, it means you want a lucid dream. Or maybe, you know, whenever I use this certain pillowcase, I want a lucid dream, etc. Once you're dreaming, to trigger a lucid dream, you can try looking around. Do you notice anything that seems off? What are you wearing? What does the air feel like? Can you hear any of your thoughts? You can also try to make eye contact with someone. And there was once where I said lucid lucid in a dream and that worked too. So, you know, overall just play around with it. When you're finally lucid in a dream, try to calm your emotions. Sometimes I get too excited and I wake myself up. If you find yourself slowly fading out of the dream or you're lucid for a few seconds and then you go back to autopilot, try moving your eyes around or look at your hands. Once you're stable in your dream, engage with the dream jump, rub the walls, do anything, then announce that this is a dream to yourself or someone in your dream. Finally, recall what you'd like to do. If you'd like to fly, you can now go for it, make a goal, and try it out. When you wake up, the first thing you should always do is write your dreams down. I feel like this kind of trains the mind to hold onto the dream until you write it down. Get creative, experiment, and have fun. We spend 33% of our lives sleeping. Why not enjoy it? Well, thank you all for listening, booking sessions with me, and donating to the show. I really, really appreciate your support. So that's it for this week. Have a great rest of your week, and Mission 7 complete.